All people have limiting mindsets, but few people step back and identify them and replace them. Today's podcast, we're going to discuss negative core beliefs we have about ourselves, people, the world around us, how to replace them, make changes that will transform your life. Welcome to the Decide Your Legacy podcast, helping individuals and businesses unleash their potential. Join us every episode as host Adam Gregg discusses what is holding us back and how to find hope for moving forward. Along the way, we discuss developing healthy relationships and navigating life transitions while overcoming fear, stress, and anxiety. Live the life you want, the legacy you decide. My name's Adam Bragg, and my life purpose is to help people find transform and organizations find transformational clarity. The kind of clarity where they step back from their life and they say, yes, this is the direction I should go. This is the decision I should make. This is what I want. That propels people to action. That helps them make big changes in their life. Stepping back, looking at what I have, deciding, not letting life be decided for you, but deciding what direction you want to head in, deciding where you want to go. One of the big things that holds people back are negative core beliefs that they have about themselves, themselves, their environment, their surroundings, their future. Few people actually identify this and what they are. And we can believe a lie as easily as we can believe something that is true. It's kind of crazy, but everything that we think about generally we have a reaction to our environment is something that is based on what we learned in our past, what we've experienced in our past. And core beliefs, they they come from often traumatic situations that have happened, things that didn't go well, didn't go right. It could be something that happened a year ago or even as a child. And that core belief when a situation occurs in our life, like a relationship or an opportunity, that core belief can drive how we view that actual situation. How we view that situation or our perspective on that situation is going to impact and lead to our emotional response. So we feel based on how we think. We think based on often our core beliefs. And then we behave based on how we feel. There's this really strong connection that we feel what we think about the most. Whatever I focus on the most, I amplify. And then this relationship, it goes from thinking to actual feeling and then actions. How do we act? Because we're going to act based on how we feel. So if I if I feel really confident, there's a good chance I'm going to act confidently. I'm going to look at you. I'm going to talk slowly. I'm potentially going to engage you differently when I feel, than when I feel insecure. And then after our actions, typically that creates the results in our lives. So it's a cycle. It's thinking, feeling, actions, and results. And behind that thinking are these core beliefs. Today we're going to talk about these core beliefs. I want you to identify as we go through this some things that are probably limiting you. And you may not even know that you actually have them. And you have to be honest with yourself to identify them. You will not change anything unless you admit that it's a problem. Unless you admit that I react to people based on this thing that happened to me in the past. You won't actually even uncover that unless you step back from your life and you're willing to say, yes, I do that, or yes, I struggle with that. And a lot of times it takes us actually listening to people around us who recognize our blind spots that we don't actually admit 
admit to having because they're coming to us saying, hey, look, dad, or hey, look, you do this consistently. You may not even know that. I had my daughter recently tell me that there are times where she feels that work stress is taken out on her. And my initial response was like, no, Emerson, I don't do that. At least that's what I was thinking. But as I step back from it, it's like after a stressful day at work or some hard clients, I'm kind of closed off. I'm kind of shut down. I isolate. And that even relates to a limiting mindset that I have that when I'm under stress, pulling away is going to be the best thing to do rather than engage in a positive way, a limiting core belief. So one of the core beliefs that I've had and I've struggled with came from my fifth grade, came from fifth grade. In fifth grade, I went to Catholic school. I had a really difficult experience. I was in the lunchroom and out of nowhere, remember it just crystal clear, out of nowhere, the principal and the vice principal of the school came and grabbed me, I'm not sure which one, but drug me in front of all the other kids in the lunchroom to their office. They they scolded me in front of everybody, but then drug me to their to their office. And in the office, they accused me of of standing on the lunch table, standing and dancing on the lunch table, which which never happened. I thought they were maybe they saw somebody else do this, but I know it wasn't me, but they brought me in there and then they just tore into me like I'm some bad kid and I really wasn't a bad kid. I wasn't a perfect kid, but you know, I was 10, 11 years old. And after that experience, I mean, I cried. I remember crying just uncontrollably because I felt just so shocked about what had actually happened. I remember it was a nun and this had nothing to do with the Catholic Church at all. So I'm uh, proudly grew up Catholic, um, but this person was not a good person or not in a good place and nor was the vice principal as well. I'm not gonna name names or the school, but basically that was traumatic for me. And I ended up wanting to leave the school and actually went to a new sixth grade, went to a public school in my neighborhood because of that experience. I was so shocked. I mean, it was it impacted the way I viewed authority and viewed adults. I didn't tell my parents. If you listen to the past podcast, you can see I'm a middle child. I didn't tell them specifically what had happened. I just said I wanted to leave the school. And it wasn't until my 40s, I'm 46 years old, that I actually opened up and told them all the details of that experience. And the crazy thing is, is my parents, of course, they were like, why didn't you tell me this? And what was the deal? But they helped me to connect the dots of what actually happened because it turns out that when I was in fifth grade, my sister was in eighth grade, my brother was in first grade. We all went to the same school. My parents had complained about the first grade teacher along with some other parents as well. And all the siblings of those kids were targeted because I found out that same year my sister was targeted and she was accused of cheating in her eighth grade class. And little bit thicker skin, she kind of pushed back and said, this is a bunch of crap, didn't take it. And she told my parents what exactly actually had happened and they backed her up. But I was targeted as a more vulnerable, probably kid who didn't keep things and share, share things with everybody. But basically that experience helped me just identify and stepping back from it helped me to see that I don't trust authority very well a lot of times. Because in that situation, it was like I did nothing wrong, yet I was accused of doing something wrong. It was it was evil. It was wrong. It was sick. It was bad. It was not a good thing. I tucked it away and said, this didn't really bother me. I didn't talk about it. I didn't share it with people until I was in my 40s. Not a good, not a good strategy. 
for you, as you'd listen to this, you know, you're probably thinking, well, there's probably some things, at least I hope you're thinking that there's probably some things that I do that I'm not even aware of that are based on limiting core beliefs or limiting mindsets. They usually fall into four different categories from what I've seen working with clients are limiting mindsets. One of them is a mindset that's all or nothing thinking. And it's very rigid. So this is why I collect seven of bottles because let's go one to 10, it's okay to be a seven. It's it's this way, it's it's perfect or failure. So for me, I can I cannot trust authority. You know, authority's gonna eventually take advantage of you. Authority's gonna 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 lie about you in a way where they can control you. That's an all or nothing thinking perspective. And another another perspective, another category is personalization, taking things personally where it's actually someone else's issue. Another one is actually disqualifying the positive. It's a mindset where we don't see the good stuff out of a situation, but we only see the negative. And then a fourth category is emotional reasoning. It's where we feel something, and because we feel it so strongly, we believe it to be true because we feel it so strongly. And another example of how people form limiting mindsets they can totally be based on other people's fear. So if somebody, and I can think of a real example where where somebody grows up and they have a mom who was in a traumatic situation who doesn't trust people, then they can, because of that situation, not trust people. Or I can, you can think of a very basic situation where you probably heard before that, and I was reading it in a book by the by the Heath brothers that, that a lot of kids grew up believing that when they go trick-or-treating, there's a lot of danger out there. So people are going to get poisoned. And then they you find out because there's a lot of research done that that's not even something that's actually happened or is on record, that someone's actually been poisoned. But we can believe that because our parents told us this and we trust our parents. And they don't, they're not intentionally lying to us, but they are... They're spreading their fear. I mean, they want you to be safe trick-or-treating. That's the whole principle behind it. But we have to find accurate information to replace these negative core beliefs or these limiting mindsets that we have. So some common ones that I hear, and as I work with clients, we look at these broad categories and then we whittle it down to you specifically. So for me specifically, there's this trust issue, but a lot of people specifically, and I find people have usually two or three really strong ones that they have to figure out a way to replace and overcome. But some of the ones that I hear are, um, I haven't achieved enough by now. And they may be 20 years old, but they're thinking that they haven't achieved enough. And that's really deep. And it could come from some situation where their parents would say that kind of stuff growing up, or their parents were insecure. And they spread that insecurity onto them because of their career challenges or whatnot. I'm a victim of my circumstance. I mean, that's a, that can be an emotional reasoning thing. Like you feel like you're a victim, like everyone's out to get you, so you act that way as well. Because again, thinking, feelings, actions, and then results. I'm a victim of my circumstances. It's usually my fault. So maybe you were blamed for things that weren't your actual fault. And that can be a personalization, broad category kind of thing, but very detailed. It's usually my fault. I make mistakes. I'm going to blow it. It's not going to go well. I'm not safe. I'm not safe. I mean, that's huge for people. If you don't feel like you're safe, I mean, what are you gonna expose yourself to? You're gonna be guarded. You're gonna stay small. You're never gonna put yourself out there and make mistakes because in every situation, you have this limiting mindset that you're not safe and it's gonna go wrong. I must be perfect in all the things that I do. That's the all or nothing mindset. But we look for those specifically so you can say, hey, step back from my life. This is something I struggle with. 
and I want to change it. And it's causing problems because I'm behaving in a wrong way. I'm closing doors. I'm not getting the results that I want. Because again, our results in life are connected to the consistent actions that we actually take. And so if you know Adam and me and you know the model I use, this whole coffee thing, legacy cycle, these are all the beans. Perspective is about the beans. We gotta find a way to have a good, good, freshly ground beans for our coffee to make a good cup of coffee. And you can you can listen to previous podcasts to, to, to learn more on that. I think it's podcast number two when I go over that information. Other things that I hear from people, people will judge me and reject me if they see the, if they see the real me. So they're not gonna actually be themselves. They're not gonna live the life that they want. They're gonna always be doing things that they think is gonna get the best result from other people, their response to them, not actually who they are and live who they are. And if that interests you, just that one topic, how to be yourself, I'm gonna do a future podcast on that, on how to identify and know yourself. And even in the show notes here today, you're gonna get a link to a Know Thyself worksheet, just questions that I ask clients to get to know themselves better. So limiting mindsets, you step back, you identify them, and then what we do here is we go through a process to replace them. And that process means, first of all, identifying it and then saying, hey, what is the truth about this situation? Every situation gets better when we replace it with the truth. Some things to think about. If you have identified specifically that you can't trust people or that all men are bad or that all women are bad or that things aren't gonna go well in the future or if I put myself out there, they're gonna reject me. Let's just take that one specifically. Then answer some very specific questions. If you think you put yourself out there and you're gonna get rejected, then you're probably afraid of rejection at some level. You've learned somehow that rejection is a bad thing, that you can't learn from it, that nothing good comes out of it, and that's gonna impact how you feel in those situations. You're probably gonna feel a strong sense of embarrassment potentially, you're probably gonna cave, hide out, you're gonna get results accordingly. So first thing is saying, what is it about that specific thought, what specific emotions do I generally feel when I think that I'm gonna get rejected? Write that down. There'll be a link to a worksheet called no, called Be Truth Oriented from this podcast that you can look at these questions and you analyze your specific limiting mindset. So then you identify how do I act based on that specific mindset? What do I do? And then be honest with yourself. You know, You don't try something new. You don't ask the person on a date. You don't talk to the stranger. And then what results do you get? So again, the results are gonna be probably, you know, I don't build relationships. I don't make progress in my life. Then you're gonna go ahead and say, what, answer these five questions related to that specific limiting mindset to replace it with a new mindset. First one is, what evidence do I have that that's true? And you probably do have legitimate evidence because you wouldn't have that mindset if you didn't have some legitimate evidence that this could happen to me. This negative thing, this negative result could happen to me. What evidence is it that do I have that it's actually true? So I have evidence that in fifth grade, I had some authority that were just jerks. What evidence do I have? You have legitimate evidence. I've had clients that have been through legitimately traumatic situations in life. Combat, domestic situations, health situations. We have legitimate evidence for why we believe what we do. Admit it, write it down. Then, what evidence do I have that it's not true? That it's not gonna happen, that it's not actually true? Write that down. Because for me, I have had, and specifically one boss in my life that has been has changed my mindset. His name's Gordon Rogers, and he just had a huge impact on my life. Every day he tried to encourage me, he was honest, he was straightforward, 
He was committed. He, he worked hard. He helped break that mindset about authority for me. So you got to write down the evidence that is contradictory to that limiting core belief. Third question, question is, how does it benefit me to think this way? Because there is a benefit to it. And it's probably keeping you safe. You perceive that it's keeping you safe. So for, for me, thinking I could be embarrassed or rejected, like I have drugged my feet on doing some podcasting. I've been encouraged to do it for a long time. But one reason I don't and don't want to step out is because no one can criticize me. And, and I don't have to worry about people saying it wasn't good or just responding in a way that, you know, it keeps me safe to not actually engage. And it's going to benefit you. That limiting core belief is deeply rooted because at some level, it's benefited you on a daily consistent basis. And you got to admit it and say, hey, it does keep me safe. It does keep me from being embarrassed. It does keep me from getting hurt again in the same way. Fourth question is, how does it cost me? So you know the benefit, but how does it cost me? So it costs you in a tremendous amount, a tremendous amount. You know, it costs you from meeting new people, from trying new things, from engaging new opportunities. And then you ask yourself, how, what would a better perspective on this be? For a lot of people, it's thinking about somebody in their life who has a more positive perspective about that specific situation and, and answering it and saying, how would they view it? How would they view it? And I have some friends that are pretty courageous and bold, and I try to get around people that do courageous and bold things. And I could say, hey, my friend Brian would probably just say, um, do it. You know, you're going to make mistakes, but you're going to learn. And you're gonna, you're probably gonna have times where you're really uncomfortable and where you regret and feel awkward. But every time you do a podcast or write an article or meet that new person, you're gaining some information that can be really beneficial. And thinking through another person's perspective is real helpful for me because it helps me to be honest with myself and say there are other people that view things differently. And the way I'm viewing it's probably not that accurate. And not accurate in some situations at all. I mean, in some situations, it's so skewed based on trauma or whatever that the whole, my whole perspective towards another person, if they knew how I viewed them, I'd be, you know, totally ashamed because I'm judging them and I'm viewing them as being distrustful when they're actually a good person and actually a very honest person. And then the next question is, is say to yourself, um, what's a, what's a new perspective? Like, like what, what is based on maybe that other person's, what's a new, healthier way, better way that I can live with, that I can grasp, that I can make a part of my life and my daily actions, that I can post on my mirror and the dashboard of my car or on my iPad or on my computer, somewhere where I can look at consistently that helps me to say, hey, there are great opportunities. There are people that are trustworthy. So for me, with that whole thing about not trusting people and authority, it's like, I have great examples of people that I can trust. I can trust my parents. I can actually trust a lot of, I can trust my siblings. You know, not perfectly, they do let me down. I can trust my friends. I've had authority figures that, are be, that have been trustworthy. I've had really crappy ones in my life too, but I've had some that are very trustworthy. Remembering there are good people out there taking a risk, being embarrassed, stepping out there by faith is a worthy activity and I should do that. And just looking at that, it starts to change those neural pathways, those connections between the neurons that we get so habituated to in our thinking. And it starts to put me in situations where I can change my perspective and rise above it so I can do something differently. Big deal. So there are going to be links in 
to this uh, podcast to some articles I've written on limiting mindsets and to a worksheet within those articles. There's a worksheet that I link to that specifically helps you identify. There's top 20 lists right there of limiting mindsets, and it will challenge you as well to actually go and dig deeper in those specific categories, what you personally are actually dealing with. And if you put the energy into addressing these, to looking at them clearly, it's gonna make a difference. It's not gonna be overnight. It's not gonna be right away. It may not even be in the next couple weeks. But if you put the energy to stepping back and saying and admitting that, hey, I can look at things in a skewed fashion, I might be responding in an unhealthy way, it's gonna make a difference. And the one big difference about it is you'll start deciding what you want and you'll start making choices based on what you want, non-reactionary choices, but based on really, truly who you are. And it'll put some space between that trigger, the situation, whatever it is that happens that triggers that limiting mindset, that space is where you get to choose, where you get to decide to step back and say, hey, no, I'm not gonna believe that. I'm not gonna believe that. And then I would say you have a response rather than a reaction. A response means choice. A response means discipline. A response means intentionality. A reaction simply means trigger, and then I'm emotionally gonna do what I've done before based on the thinking that I had before. There's no intentionality with that. There's no choice with that. And I want you to be able to choose. So what do you do with this stuff? Well, first of all, leave here knowing that you probably have two or three limiting core beliefs that are holding you back and that addressing it will make a big difference. Knowing that, being aware of that can give you some hope in your life because you know there's a, there's something that I can do proactively to actually impact the way I'm approaching situations. You can read through this information. You can remember that this new mindset and consistently focusing on it can make a difference. What I am hoping for you today is that you can apply this information and a application will mean taking the time for the self-reflection and stepping back. The worksheets, just to summarize, you'll get a link to a don't believe every stupid thing you think worksheet. You'll get a link to this be truth oriented worksheet. You'll get a link to the articles on replacing your negative core beliefs and limiting mindsets. A lot of information. If you found this helpful today, here's what I want you to do. I want you to read these articles. I want you to put some energy into this. But another thing I really want you to do is to say, what, what action can I take? What simple action can I take? And one of those actions might be to hire me or someone on my team as a coach to help you unpack these limiting mindsets. You can hire us. We'll walk you through it. We'll share what we know. We'll help you to have that other third-party perspective. And that coaching process can be what people need to break this down. Another thing you can do is subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe and review this podcast. Tune into the next one as well. So again, in summary, I'm Adam Gregg. Take action. Decide what you're going to apply from today. Do something with it. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. You decide what your legacy will be. Please tune in next time. We'll have some great information for you. I think you'll find it extremely valuable. Tell your friends as well. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. 